This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to your AEW Dynamite review for September 8th, 2021 from Cincinnati, Ohio, John Moxley's Homecoming. And this was the perfect way, in my opinion, uh, to follow up all out. It started new storylines, new feuds. Uh, so many good things came out of this show tonight. Uh, just a great way to represent the fallout from all out. Um, also, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have noticed <laughs> that my Twitter profile looks a little different right now. Um, thanks to the one opposite of me right now sarah you are welcome so, uh, anything to say for yourself after I what you've I, done I, to my I, profile i think i've done exceptionally well so far um mm -hmm. it is only just the beginning and the tweets that you keep mm -hmm. sending out about oh if the books had lost the lower cards like john Moxley and eddie kingston is really not going to help you case dude i was just kidding i'm just uh, i'm just that. playing yeah, I, I told you. I didn't feel your own fire. I told you happy birthday. I know, but I, still, I, I put a happy birthday tweet out like first thing this morning. <laughs> as soon as I woke up, I said, happy birthday, Sarah. <laughs> Before I even brushed my teeth. Still, dude, like, you know, don't poke the bear. Seriously. <laughs> you know what my mind's like. And, uh, and considering Ben thought that was the come back for Barbie my Barbie mm. profile you did yeah oh no 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 it gets worse it's still to come <sighs> trying okay. to work out what to end on that's my problem right now we like, could end right the, here the, the big crescendo high what, we could what end, end right on. here oh no 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 we don't uh, end yet as 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 we record this, my profile is uh, I am basically an, an MJF mega fan. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and who? Who is that person that you don't huh? like? Um, Chris Jericho, who? I, yeah, it is, says that I don't like Chris Jericho. I love Chris Jericho. He's my, my all time favorite wrestler, <laughs> has been for a long time. And she knows this. So, you know, yeah, she throws the, uh, the MJF thing at me. So it's all good. It's all good. It's okay. <laughs> it wasn't I'm, I'm, it wasn't I'm, the message I got from you this morning when we were, it was all good. <laughs> That's all not what good. that message says. Ah, <laughs> uh, it sure it did. Sure it, it did. It really didn't. <laughs> all right. But before we <laughs> before we get into the show, uh I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content that comes out each week. Uh our dynamite and rampage reviews, topic discussions, Q and A's interviews and reviews and previews of pay-per-views uh, also don't forget to follow us on twitter you can follow the channel at beauty x the beard you can follow me at let the beard play and you can follow sarah at strange underscore pixie you can also don't forget to follow us on spotify 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. now that we're done making fun of my profile, yes. are you ready to talk some dynamite? I sure am. Let's go. All right. In the opening match, Malachi Black was taken to the limit by Dustin Rhodes. Trying, Dustin was trying (laughs) to avenge his fallen members of the Nightmare family, but it was Malachi Black who stood tall in the end. After tripping Dustin into an exposed turnbuckle, and then immediately dropping him with a black mask for the three count. And we're left with Dustin bleeding from the mouth. Wasn't looking so good in the end. Super bleeding as well, man. Yeah. Pouring. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was what an opener. It was. Happy birthday to me, uh, thanks, TK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this whole show, the way it was set up, was really a <laughs> A, a birthday present from TK yeah. to Sarah. T- um. TK TK knows knows I'm a real one. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was brilliant. I was like so hyped because I was like, when is this like when is this match going to happen? So I was trying to work out with the card, and then it was like mm-hmm. Malachi Black is next. It's like ah yay! Ah. Um, I love the bit where he brought out Cody's boot. Oh uh, yeah, because it's like he kept that for like. He's like, I'll save that for later. <laughs> He's keeping her in the ring this whole time. <laughs> and just like pulling up the ring. And I was just like, I th- do you know what I thought would have been really is if he put it on and then black him with his own brother's boot. But uh, that would have been yeah. chef's kiss. That but, would um, be a nice touch if he actually wore really Cody's nice boot. Stuff. Yeah. I like his, love you know, that. Yeah. But why doesn't really go with black when you're trying to be, you know. Yeah. Good point. All you know, yeah, mythical yeah. and freaky. Um, <laughs> kind of throws off the the entrance when you, everybody's just staring at the one foot. <laughs> yeah, the wall white. Yeah, foot with, with I the see. I, logo. <laughs> I see demon antlers and all that jazz, but the foot, man, the foot. It's like, it's like when I like go out and I have like the black um, jeans on, my black boots on, black jacket, and then I've got my white John Moxie t-shirt. I'm like. This is the only one I own because it's got John Moxley yeah. on the front. It's got the but skull. It's got, a, it's, it's got a skull on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason it's white. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of that. Yeah. And that's the only color I own. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I love this match. Obviously, I love this match. But um, I can't wait for what happens next with this entire Malachi. Well, mm. actually, I probably can wait because I know what probably is going to happen. Um, but yeah, we found out later on where it was going next. So mm-hmm. we did. Um, Which made me we nervous. did. We did. We did. Yep. Big match coming up. But I kind of want to just say it before we like move on. It was really weird because the crowd was actually chanting for Malachi. Yes, they were. Uh, he's he's a he's a fan favorite. I know they're booking him I know, as a heel, but it's but... so it's it's yeah. like it's so weird. The only time he got booed was when he got out. It's like, that yeah. is too far. You can kick this veteran in the head and you know, yeah. drop him on his head and everything. But bring out his brother's boot is the line. Yeah. Oh, come on. Too, <laughs> too far, far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> oh, oh right. so good. But yeah, great way to open the show. Um, yeah. One of the best entrances in professional wrestling, in my opinion. It, that's yeah. just great. I literally don't think I'll ever get bored of it because no. 
when the music starts, it starts screaming, and I'm just like, so nice to hear like screams on like a, a, like a darkness TV and show. screams. Yeah, it's just great. Like, it takes me to a happy place. <laughs> All right. Speaking of a happy place, yes, uh, we got a recap of that amazing tag team title oh, cage match from All Out next. Um, it highlighted where the Lucha Brothers defeating the Young Bucks to become the new champions, and the Lucha Brothers said they welcome anyone to step up to challenge them. So, who's next? Who do you think is going to be next to challenge? I don't know yet. Um, I'm trying to think of like teams that could be even remotely mm-hmm. on their level. Um, I don't I mean, know. There's so many teams that would be fun. I mean, the yeah. Lucha Brothers are going are gonna to have fun matches with with uh, with just about any team on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we got a lot of teams. You know, uh, wanting to move up the rankings. Uh, yeah, we hear, hear from one of them later. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. The Lucha Brothers as the tag team champions is going to be fun because they are oh, 100%. Um, so dynamic. Uh, it's going to add. As great as, I mean, as fun as it was for me specifically, and I, I think a lot of people, you, you love, a lot of people love watching the Young Bucks heal it up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a different flavor now for sure with the Lucha Brothers for those styles. Yeah. Um, gonna be, it's going to be fun ride. So, oh, yeah. Let's I can't, enjoy I can't wait. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we found out that Eddie Kingston is not letting it go. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't sound like he's done with Miro and the TNT title. But, but Miro says he's going to offer Eddie's broken bones to his wife and Eddie's soul to his God. Um, are we going to get Eddie versus Miro in New York? I would are, love it. I would 100% love it. I feel like we're leaning towards a rematch. Heavily. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be perfect place to do it, wouldn't it? Really, for Eddie to get mm-hmm. it. Like I said yep. all along, because um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think Santana and Ortiz are gonna get the tag titles. <laughs> nope, nope. I don't think that's, I don't think that's gonna happen in New York. So one <laughs> of the two you felt like had to happen. Yeah, and it's leaning itself that way now. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I, I at least want one of them <laughs> to get mm-hmm. a belt there. Um, mm-hmm. Please. Yep. <laughs> The way thing, the way things stand, that, that Eddie is the most likely of those two to happen, for sure. Mm. So we'll see. And I, I'll take, I'll take a, a, a part two of that match because I'm, oh, I yeah. love that, I love that match at, at uh, at all out, and and the, with, the um, way it Eddie, ended too. Yeah, especially with Eddie being in New York as well. I mean, I'm mm. such a big like place for like that noise yeah. level, um. I think perfect, but my only yep. thing is is if he does that and gets the title, and then like, well, what do we do with Miro again? Yeah. <laughs> so true. There's like um, it's one of them balancing things. Like, I 100% trust AEW to get it right with him now because you know yeah. he he's got that character down. What and then just like well, what what would they do next with him? Because, like, 
that running out with kick was not great and everybody knows that yeah. um and and the yeah. title has been so uh, such a big part of his character development too as being you know god's favorite champion it's like a you know you can't be god's favorite champion if you don't have a championship so mm. it, you know it's it, you're right him without a title would be different um although you know him without a title might make him more angry and uh, and even more angry Miro might be fun to watch so yeah and maybe we'll maybe his um wife cj perry comes in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and maybe we go Could with be. that so yep yeah that would i'm be not a... worried worried i'm just curious <laughs> yeah would be interesting um uh, then we heard from cm punk uh and Punk put over everything. He put over Cincinnati, AEW, Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Benora Suzuki, and even Brian Pillman Jr.'s aunt, who was at ringside, which was a nice moment. Uh, then he wanted the fans to help him decide who he should face next. And someone spoke up, but it wasn't a fan. It was Taz. Taz was at the commentary table, and you know he, he grabbed a mic, stood up. Um, Taz warned Punk to never utter the name of a Team Taz member. And Punk thought that was funny because no one was talking about Team Taz. <laughs> Who mentioned Team Taz? But he told Taz to send him Starks or Hook or Hobbs. Send all of them. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. <laughs> Using Taz's own words against him. Taz was fuming. So so we're, we're going to get Punk versus Team Taz. What do you think about that? You know what? It's not a bad idea. Considering when yeah. CM Punk came in, he was like, I want to elevate the younger talent. Well, Ricky Starks is going to be, well, he's already a star, but he's going to be a major, major star in AEW. In like the Amen, next sister. few years, um, mm-hmm. powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, hello, like the guy yeah. is insanely good. Now he, he, you know, to work with CM Punk's gonna, and even Hook. I mean, although he's not yeah. wrestling yet, he can still learn um, from yeah. being around him. So, yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent up for this. And also the contrast of CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Is just mind-bogglingly great. I mean, yeah. you've got the most like fancy little, you know, um, like larger than life character of Ricky Starts, where he's just like generally thinks Very... he's just like God's gift to everything, which <laughs> yeah. you know is just his character, and like dresses up in like stazzy suits and like you know shoes with no socks, which really stresses me <laughs> out. But and then you've got CM Punk that just turns up in hoodie and jeans and yeah, just like yeah. wrestles and like wrestles gritty and stuff like that. Where like, um, Ricky starts loves to do his pose and stuff during the match. I can just see like <laughs> him doing that pose, and Punk's just behind him, just like, Yep, uh-huh. one minute. <laughs> My- my first thought wasn't even about the match matchups necessarily either. It was mm. it was more about well, look, man, we we have over the next however long this is going to play out, we're going to have promo battles between Punk and Taz and Punk and Ricky Starks. Yeah, I love that. 
Like mm. that, the interaction between Punk and Taz, I thought was great. And, you know, even if you're not a huge fan of, of, of the potential of Punk versus Team Taz match wise, which I am, I think it's great. I think there are some amazing potential matchups there. Mm-hmm. The promo battles, Taz is, is great on the mic uh, and he's real and authentic. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, overproduced or anything. It's just Taz, just like it's, it's just Punk. I also think this is great because, you know, uh, a criticism I've heard from some people has been that there's that punk seems too happy, uh, too happy to be there. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, from a character standpoint, not that we don't want punk to be happy, How but, but, but we're, <laughs> but I think people were so used to punk having something, having a chip on his shoulder from what they remember. I think with something like this with team Taz, um, I think some things can happen in this feud that could give Punk a little more of an edge. Mm-hmm. The AEW Punk that we see, where he's not so happy, happy character-wise, he's mm-hmm. gets gets you know if he takes a beating from Team Taz a couple of times, and things may change as far as uh, you know his demeanor may change, and I think that could. Uh, lean him in more of a serious not not that he's not being serious but leaning more in a more uh violent direction to where he's on the attack gives him more of a purpose and where he may be on the attack and be more aggressive as far yeah, as uh, i mean the only thing i've got for like as another point of that is the fact that mm-hmm. he wasn't happy in wwe he's now extremely happy to be in aw yeah um yeah. also like he said like he doesn't need to be the voice of the voiceless because aw fans get heard Exactly. And also, yep. like, he, he's a lot older. He's probably like <laughs> mellowed a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I just think, what? I think right now it's a shiny new thing, and mm-hmm. I agree that it like is. it would be great for him to get some edge. But I still think with the crowd, he's still going to be how he is in his mm-hmm. matches, like he did with um, Darby, and like he was on the mic with Taz as well. He got a bit, you know, a chip on his shoulder then. So he is there. I just think in front of the crowd, he's still giving them what they want. Because don't forget, every new place they go to is a full, fresh set of fans that haven't seen CM Punk in seven years. True, yeah. So they're going to want that live experience of him, like, you know, talking to him and stuff. But in his matches, I think he is kind of, you know, got a bit of a... He's still fighting for because, like, he's not been in the ring for seven years. And mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to prove that he still can, like, you know, yeah. wrestle with, like, the up-and-coming, like, mm-hmm. big stars of AEW. So he's still got that in a way to kind of prove himself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I just think right now it's just so yeah. shiny and new and everybody just oh, wants yeah. a happy punk to talk to them. I mean, yeah. I would like him to come to the UK and talk to me. So <laughs> he may he may help me in so many ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring some maybe ice cream bars. Maybe I won't be so dark and twisty. <laughs> uh, you still would. <laughs> we kidding. Malachi um, Black will come out after and be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they'll just even things back out. <laughs> but but like you said, with, with him and Taz, how he did get a little irritated with Taz. Yeah. I loved that, that you, yeah. you did see a little bit of that where I don't want him to be unhappy, but just that I wanted to be a little bit aggravated, 
you know, whereas, I, think he, you know I think he will be, especially and that's, with yeah, the team yeah, yeah. has. They're going to get under his skin, especially and when Ricky starts. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I love the guy. Like, he's amazing, but he can grate on you if he's like, oh, well, you know. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> do you, so. so, do you think, you know, Brian Cage is still feuding with Team Taz? you think it – I just thought of that. Do you think at some point they cross paths where – uh, Punk comes out to help Cage, or Cage does the other, or you know, quite possibly, I mean, you know. Obviously, they're both feuding with the same faction right now, mm-hmm. so it, it makes sense. It would just be yeah. weird to me. I think you know, him the possibility of CM Punk tagging with Brian Cage just seems mind-boggling, but it's a possibility. So it is a possibility, but it, we'll everything see. that AEW at one point has seemed mind-boggling, but it's worked. So. I know. <laughs> You're I mean, right, though. Everything I mean, does seem mind-boggling. Stamp- they did a stadium stampede match. We were like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And we got John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki later. So it's just, ah. <laughs> everything's crazy. I mean, um, Adam Cole and um, Ryan Danielson and AEW, everything's a bit crazy right now. It's wild, man. Wild. Um, next, uh, we heard from Santana and Ortiz. And they say that their attention is shifted to the rest of the tag division now that oh, they're done nice. for now with FTR. I don't think that'll ever be completely done, but for no. now. Uh, but they are gunning for the top. They are the best, they say. Prove us wrong. Santana's face in this man. Like, <laughs> he was like livid at the thought of like mm-hmm. anybody like, oh, I, I just gotta love him. I mean... So yeah. brilliant. They're just so brilliant. You know, they're obviously one you think of as, as potential matchups for Lucha Brothers down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm all for that, too. It's just uh, it's hard to pick a side with that, that one. Be, that would be such an interesting match as well, because mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz, they don't really do high-flying stuff. No, they don't. So they'll just have uh, Ray Phoenix just springing out of nowhere. And yeah. you know, oh, Ortiz is selling with Ray Phoenix. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I want that now. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Sign us up. Sign, Sign us up. Look at TK. Look at TK. Then uh, Ruby Soho yeah. was being interviewed by Tony Schiavone in the back to discuss her match with Jamie Hader tonight. When they were interrupted. By the women's champion, Dr. Britt Baker, D.M.D., along with Reba Rebel and Jamie Hayter. Baker thinks Ruby is wasting valuable TV time and will be irrelevant in a matter of weeks. Uh, Ruby thinks Baker's just hiding behind all of her nicknames, and uh, (laughs) she needs to realize that this is Ruby's block now. Then Baker told Ruby, since she's the runaway... Why don't she run away back to catering where she was the last four months? <laughs> Dang. That, that's my line of the night. Um, Ruby got a little fired up with that, obviously. Uh, Baker finished by saying that Jamie Hayter would give her a dose of whoop-a, courtesy of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And once again, Jamie Hader missed the memo on the DMD thing. <laughs> I love this. Like, one, this was like an actual 
woman's storyline. Uh-huh. Yep. The start of one. Like an actual feud feud. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, yep. I love how Ruby um, Soa went, Hi, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't she, seen her in a while. Yeah. Hey. And then she was talking to Tony about going, I actually helped Brittany break in, Tony. This is my partner. <laughs> and then, like, when Tony Schiavone did the DMD and after, like, Brett and everybody left, and Ruby was there and she just turned, she went, I know she's your girl, but I'm going to kick her ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Johnny Schwann is like, mm. <laughs> yeah, may not I be his girl Ruby for long. Right now, we're not there yet. Love Ruby Soho right now. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought that uh, her her first real you know backstage segment on yeah. Dynamite. I thought went, went great. I thought she looked natural. Yeah, uh, as one of the things I wasn't as sure about because again I haven't. I yeah, I've mentioned before. I, yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot of WWE TV when she was there. So not as familiar with her promo work. I mean, I know she could go in the ring, but I thought she was great. Yes, yeah, really good. Well. And mm-hmm. I mean, it just seemed really natural as well. Yep. Yep. So, um, very good. Yep. I like you. Um, all right. Next, we had the matchup of powerhouse Will Hobbs and Dante Martin. Uh, and in this matchup, Dante Martin put up a fight against Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh my God. And even though he wowed us with just about every single thing he did, like he always does, all it took was a big spawn buster from Hobbs to put him away. Hobbs got the win. But as always, man, Dante Martin just like puts on a show. Yeah. He's exceptionally good. Like exceptionally mm-hmm. good. And I mean, considering that he's normally a tag team wrestler and mm. kind of been thrust into the single wrestler um, kind of role because of his brother's injury. I mean, yeah. he's legit like smashing it. Mm-hmm. Like he's uh, smashing it. He, he's like, if you had said to me, like, and I had never seen AEW before and I was a fan of wrestling and you said to me, oh, what do you think of this guy? Oh, he's an amazing singles wrestler. If you then said he was in a tag team, I'd have gone, huh? huh. Because he huh. looks so comfortable mm-hmm. as a singles wrestler. And that's not knocking his brother or anything. I obviously want them to come mm. back as tag team. Oh, but yeah. it's just a credit to him in the fact that he's got that opportunity through, obviously, unfortunate circumstances. But he's literally run away with it. it mm-hmm. It's Every time I see him in the ring, I'm just like, yeah, and he's yes. still like so young. Yep, and, and some this of the is a perfect. Stuff he's doing is mind-boggling. It is uh, the height he gets on his moves. The one, um, the missile drop kick, mm. I think from the uh, from the turnbuckle, and he got. <laughs> I felt air when he went up to that thing. It was crazy. I mean, you uh, can see like in the future. Like, could you imagine like in the future, like when he's got like a few more years under his belt? Like mm-hmm. a match between like him and Phoenix. Well, I was thinking with you know Top Flight versus the Lucha Brothers. I'm not sure yeah. when when his brother's going to be back. Uh, but if the Luchas still have those titles when he's when he comes back, I would love to see that. That's just crazy, um, isn't it? Uh, but it, this matchup was perfect too. You know, uh, flipping it back over to Will Hobbs, perfect matchup yeah. to show to showcase Hobbs's power. 
Uh, when he because threw he was able him, to do so many things. The middle, like uh-huh. the top rope, and he went perfectly through. I went, how have they yeah. managed? How has he managed to judge and time that? So perfect. Mm-hmm. The rope didn't move. He literally went through it. Yep. And the the when Dante went for the uh, the tope suicida, I believe that's what he's going for. And Hobbs caught him by the head, mm-hmm. and he was balanced with his feet on the ropes, and he oh, just threw his head into the uh, the so ring post. Amazing spot. So good. Like, exceptional. Mm-hmm. But also, can we just, like, I every time I see Powerhouse Hobbs in the ring, I just have to say, full credits for the facial visuals, man. I mean, they are glorious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't... Intimidating, but I just think they're just amazing. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just think they're so good. Like, like where I can't imagine MJF, like, being buddies with everybody backstage... I can't imagine Powerhouse Hobbs smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine every photo, like, him, he's got from his childhood, he was just doing that smirk. And, like, he's just yeah. not got a smile in any of it. Because that's literally <laughs> what, like, I just think he's absolutely brilliant with it. It just makes me so happy to see, like, I don't know, like, not even, like, the aggression, but just, like, the entire visual. Just, he's so stacked, could... and he's wearing that one yeah. piece, and then there's that like visual look on his face i just oh i, I get to see backstage amazing. like somebody tells john silver a joke and he laughs he's like oh i'm gonna go tell hobbs They're like, no, no, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it don't worry about it dude <laughs> or he so, tells him and he just like says don't waste, yeah. he just got his curled lip up and goes huh. don't waste your time <laughs> <And walks> <laughs> all right next we have dan lambert he was he was back up in the uh uh, I guess the luxury box, uh, flanked by men of the year. Did uh, Scorpio some Sky. News. Huh? Got some breaking news. We have breaking news? Tony Tannis has tweeted saying, I see a lot of tweets talking about Leo Rush today. Coincidentally, I've been talking to, and then his Twitter handle, Leo Rush, a lot recently about turning to AW, and it feels like something that could happen in the near future. Oh, I wondered if he was coming back. Because he, he had said he then, had a. But then he said he had some kind of announcement yesterday or today, one or the other. So people were speculating whether it was wrestling related, that he was going to come back, or if it was music related, because, you know, he does, is a musician also. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, the fact that Tony Khan feels confident enough to tweet that, then it must be serious, you know. Well, he's tagged him uh, in it and everything. So I'm guessing it's not just like. You know, a word. Yeah. I'm guessing it's like <laughs> he's not just gone. I was going to no. tell him in and not tell him anything about it. <laughs> yeah, because he's not gonna. It's not like Tony Khan's gonna say, "Hey, Leo, you want to wrestle again?" And Leo goes, eh, "I don't know, man." And then Tony's gonna tweet, "Hey, <laughs> hey, it sounds like this might be a possibility." Rush. Yeah, Leo's like, "What? No, I said <laughs> no, man." <laughs> so there must be some substance to that, or Tony yeah. wouldn't put that out there. So I said in the near awesome. future. So. so, hey, here we go. How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. Breaking news for us on this Thursday. Everybody will know it by the time it goes out tomorrow. It was breaking news sound right there. You know how it sounds when back in the day? I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just saying Woody's an idiot. Then we heard from Dan Lambert who was back up in his uh, luxury box, flanked by the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, 
And once again, he ran down AEW and its fan base. You know, this is an ongoing thing with him. And he said that Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are the only two real men in this company and invited anyone in the locker room to come up and try to shut them up. Um, nobody did tonight. Uh, obviously, somebody's going to try to at some point. Who's it going to be? Is it be a tag I thought team? it might have been... Um... Lance Archer? Uh, yeah, Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, thought it, I thought he was going to like come up behind them or something. I was literally watching the back going, <laughs> any minute now. Um, Somebody's about yeah. to get thrown off the balcony. I have no idea. But the one thing I'd like to like mention, Mr. Dan Lambert, you mentioned millennials. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to draw your attention to the fact that one of the guys that you're talking about who's like amazing and then you talk about millennials as fans. One of the guys is borderline millennial, and one of the guys is younger than me and is definitely a millennial. So <laughs> your argument doesn't work. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that was my one pet beef with this. That was, was it. That was it. Was Everything else was fine. You can... The fact that he was calling millennials as AEW fans, and then Ethan Page don't you is mess with millennials. is me, younger than me by two years. And he is definitely millennial, and Scorpio Sky <laughs> is borderline millennial, and he's there calling us. That's and it. The two people That's... next to him are freaking millennials. That's your only <laughs> issue with what he said. That was legit. What well, I was just like, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> it really you annoyed better, me. That. It really, really annoyed me. <laughs> so, I'm trying to look at them as a tag team because I know we think Lance Archer makes sense. But a tag team going after him also makes sense um, because, you know, they're kind of a team, two guys. And they, they talk about them being real men, the, the, the background in combat sports that they, they both have. Uh, and they Lambert takes a shot at flips and flying and acrobatics mm. and gymnastics and all this, really sounding like uh, Jim Cornette for keeping it real. Um, who are the tag team champions? Lucha Brothers, who, who fly a lot. They're mm -hmm. probably everything that Dan Lambert hates about, supposedly hates about AEW. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, Sky and Paige get some more wins under their belt. I could see them as being the next, that could be a cool next feud uh, yeah. for the Lucha Brothers. Because you're, you're building up some heel heat with those two now. Everybody loves the Luchas, uh, and that is in contrast with the style that, that Lambert's talking about. So I don't know. I think mm -hmm. that could be, that could be a fun little feud that they're obviously not going to win, but be a fun little feud. It would be fun. Uh, okay. Next, we found out that Matt Hardy wants to <sighs> cut Orange Cassidy's hair. And Orange Cassidy's response was whatever. I am no. so beyond done with this entire Matt Hardy, <laughs> Orange Cassidy thing. It's beyond funny now. The only bit I liked about this was Orange Cassidy's reply. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, like, why? Why? You want to just take the scissors and just, just cut out this uh, this feud and be done with it. I just, just don't it. see the point. <laughs> I guess there is a point because it's a feud. I, I get that. But I just don't see what this You're is. You're not a fan of this feud. I'm not. Oh, and well, I've, I've said so many times on here, I will praise AEW 
until like you know the cows come home. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would praise AEW all the time. But mm-hmm. if I don't agree with something or I don't like something, I will say it. And I don't like mm-hmm. this feud. I don't see the point. I think it's and it mm-hmm. feels like it's been going on for about five years now. And it's not. And I would like it to end or get to a point of where it makes sense, please, TK. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Then MJF graced us with his presence, and he was not happy at all. He ran down the city of Cincinnati and eventually verbally assaulted. It's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> verbally assaulted Brian Pillman Jr.'s sister, which brought out Cincinnati's own Brian Pillman Jr., And the hometown crowd loved this. Uh, Pillman let MJF know that Cincinnati was where bad A's are born. And after MJF went after Pillman's mother on the mic, uh, Pillman had heard enough. He was ready to go. But Wardlow stood between them. Uh, MJF told Wardlow to go stand in the corner and do nothing, just like he did it all out when MJF lost to Jericho. Wardlow did not look too happy about that. But, but Wardlow did uh, go stand in the corner, and when he moved, uh, Pillman pounced on MJF, beating him down until Wardlow finally took him a little bit, but he finally stepped in and took care of business. Griff Garrison ran down to attempt to make the save, but got punched by MJF and his ring in the face for his troubles. Uh, in the end, we're left with uh, Wardlow and MJF walking away, leaving Griff and Brian Pillman Jr. to, to lick their wounds. So what do you make of and that's that's the the cleanest way yeah, that I could I cover mean, that. We legit yeah. can't that's, say anything yeah. else unless we want to put like a certain <laughs> rating on this podcast. Which we don't want to no. do. We don't want to exclude anybody from no. listening to it. So um <laughs> so yeah, so um we always knew that MGF plus a mic plus a live crowd and anywhere but yeah. where he lives is gonna be uh-huh. um book clenching time um (laughs) but my god did he take it to a whole new level on this one um yes one way to go after somebody's family dude (laughs) wow oh yeah oh (laughs) yeah his sister his mother his father jeez um yowzers in his hometown as well (laughs) it's never gonna go down well um no yeah no no i showed this to my husband and I showed in the beginning bit, the MJF bit before Brian Pillman Jr. came out. And this just proves to me that he just watched AW, but he only watches the people that I regularly talk about. So he'll turn mm. off his mind when somebody else comes on that. I'm not going, like, because I'm like, oh, Moxley this or Malachi that or whatever. Um, yeah. And he knows who MJF is because, well, who doesn't? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I showed him this bit and just um, as MJF was filling in his bit and just before Brian Pillman Jr. came out, my husband went, so is Mox going to walk out now? And I went, no. And he went, what? And no, he, he doesn't walk out. Because I'd seen it already, so I was showing him. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he went, but it's his hometown. I went, it's also somebody else's hometown. And he was like, who? Yeah. And then obviously Brian Pillman Jr. came out. My husband went, who's he? <laughs> And I was like, the famous wrestler, darling. And what's up? Um, never mind. Never mind. I can see, like, if I ever go to a show, he's going to go, so who's he? 
Uh, and what's what's that? that? And, and who's that? So that's, uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna have to give him like a list of like people's faces and the names, so he'll be able to not ask me questions. Um, give the AEW cliff notes <laughs> ahead of time. I'll just give him the roster like on like A4 pieces of paper, keeps having to turn over each page when somebody <laughs> yeah. comes out. Um, yeah. So and then obviously MJF carried on with the um, Pillman family. Um, yeah name slandering thing <laughs> I think <laughs> is the best way to go with that I did <laughs> like how we recovered it went, no I meant Melanie Melanie Melanie, Melanie. <laughs> I did genuinely <laughs> laugh at that bit um, because yeah. it's just MJF's like quick on that bit he's just like oh, he's so good at it um, yeah and then I just love the bit where he's like yeah right Wardlow go stand over there because you didn't help me and Wardlow's face so mm-hmm. we got two stories in one entire segment mm-hmm. Wardlow's mm-hmm. face was just like, what did you yeah. just say to me? Like, I Wardlow's tried... face told a story. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we have been teasing Wardlow turning on, J- on MJF since MJF went against Moxley for the championship. Mm-hmm. That's how long this has been started, um, long going yeah. on. And I was like, is he going to do it here? I was like, surely that will take away from the whole situation. But when he went and stood in the corner, it was like when you were like naughty at school, he was going to make stand in the corner and like face the wall and don't talk to anybody. And um, like, I just loved it where then like Brian Pillman Jr. was beating down MGF and getting like an upper hand. And then Wardle just turned going, oh, for God's sake, I might as well. <laughs> I might as well go rescue his butt. Um, so, and then obviously Griffith Garrison came in and got basically knocked out. And as MJF and Wardlow were leaving, when they got to the top of the ramp, the camera stayed on MJF and MJF went, give me my scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, that's such a moment to capture. But I generally, mm-hmm. like I said to you before we started recording, I generally don't see how MJF goes backstage and then starts like cracking jokes at people. I feel like he just walks off and go sit yeah. in a room on his own, <laughs> just festering. Straight to the car. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I love this bit, but, yeah, very, very close to the mark. So far close to it that I don't think MGF even saw the line anymore. Because yeah. he definitely, definitely missed it. But as I said to you when we were <laughs> recording, I assume this was okay to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, there's a lot I'm of sure stuff they... MJF does on Twitter that probably isn't been okayed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure this this was cleared with the with the Pillman family before. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, um, this was not cleared with my family beforehand, uh, but luckily my daughter was gone to brush her teeth during the MJF promo, <laughs> so she she missed that whole. The whole thing, but I can tell you when it was happening, my my wife, uh, when a certain line uh, was said by MJF about swallowing something, um, I'll just put it that way. Uh, my wife's eyes got as big as saucers. <laughs> she was like, <gasps> and then she called my daughter's name to make sure she was still in there brushing her teeth, and she was. But just that look on her imagine, face said, "Oh my she god!" Crept back and was just like watching from like the doorway or something. And, and she you does that just, sometimes. You both just yeah. turned around like, "Oh, we've got a lot of explaining to do." <laughs> All right. When a mommy uh, loves a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready for that conversation. Oh, when a person loves right. a person. 
Yep. I'm not ready for that. Not at all. She's only seven. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. At least wait. She's like 25, right? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well into her 30s, we can talk about that. Maybe, maybe then. Maybe then. Next, we have uh, Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby making her in-ring debut in AEW. And in this match, uh, Jamie Hayter was looking to, if not to beat Soho, to at least soften her up for her eventual match with Baker. And Hayter definitely did some damage, but Soho picked up the win after ducking Hayter's lariat and dropping her with what looked like a ripcord kick to the face for the win. Not sure what what she calls that, uh, but pretty much a, a knockout blow with that kick, though. Uh, afterwards, Baker, uh, Reba, Rebel, and Hater attacked Ruby until Riho ran out uh, to try mm. to make the save. That didn't work out so good for Riho. But eventually, Chris Statlander ran out and uh, made the actual save. So in the end, we have uh, Ruby, uh, Statlander, and Riho there together um, in the ring. So what did you think mm-hmm. about this match and what happened afterwards? I love this match. I mean... Ruby Soho looked phenomenal in this match. She did. Um, she did. I also love when her music comes on. I had a little dance party on my own <laughs> in the house. And I'm just like, seriously, since you debuted, yeah. that song has been on loop in my head. So much so, I was convinced today when I went out for lunch with my mum that I heard it on the... Um, <laughs> over in the music when we was in the uh, restaurant for lunch. I could literally, like, I could hear it, but I don't know if it was my brain playing it or I could actually hear it all that. The music sounded very similar, so my Uh, brain just made that connection. But I was just all of a sudden (laughs) sat across my mum, we're having a nice chat, and I just went, Destination Unknown, Ruby, 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 so... And I was like, what? (laughs) 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 I've been holding for two weeks. What's happened? You have your own built-in Spotify. That's yeah, great. I, seriously, my brain, like, even when after the after the pay-per-view, because I watched it obviously on the Monday, I'd hurt baby. I went to bed going, Adam Cole, baby. You know, it's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> my mind is not normal. <laughs> oh. But it's perfect for this show. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, I don't know oh. what's going on. But yeah, I mean, this was brilliant and um, yeah. I love how I love that fact that Rio came down for one mm-hmm. because it's so yeah. good to have her back. Um, it is. But when she came down, Ruby was like, "Okay, <laughs> is anybody else coming as well?" Because um, <laughs> there is three of them and yeah. now two of us. One, um, two, I love the three. fact that Chris Statlander came down with a chair, uh-huh. <laughs> and then Ruby sat on it. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know that they, they used the chair, like not they to attack the somebody. Chair. Just like, to chair. But that's so nice in the women's division that there's an alliance again. Like, mm-hmm. and there's three of them. There's something. And there's three yeah. of Dr. Britt Baker's side. Um, yep. So I love that. And I also love the fact that it generally looked like a proper alliance was formed. Um, as in, not it's just kind of like a one time thing because. Uh, Ruby Soul was like pointing to Riho and to Chris Statlander when they were mm-hmm. like, you know, cheering and stuff, like going, yeah, they, you know, save me type thing. Um, yeah. 
I, I only got slightly worried when she was about to get out of the room because she looked like she was clutching her neck really badly. And I messaged yeah. her in there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I really hope she's not injured <laughs> she's... now. No. Um, I was just like, that is like the best look for like the pay-per-view and then the worst look for the like weekly show yeah. afterwards. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, amazing match. Just to reassure you, I, I think she's going to yeah. be okay. I know they did yeah. tape um rampage after this so rampage was taped she does yeah. have a match on rampage and we haven't heard anything about her injury yeah. or anything then so, that's, so if, that's, if, yeah. if if yeah so it's a good it's a good sign yeah yep i did get nervous um yeah i know because <laughs> you were nervous i could tell that message like well and i, I was, was thinking did i miss something <laughs> like is there an announcement <laughs> he was like what i was like don't panic me like... don't panic me uh so uh Next, uh, we heard from both Ricky Starks and Brian Cage reminding us that their feud over the FTW title is still not over, especially after Starks interfered to help Hobbs beat Cage recently. Uh, So when are we going to get this rematch, do you think? I mean, obviously, we're leading to a rematch. Yeah, Uh, we are going there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be our fresh, you know. Could be. Big stage. Big stage. That would be a big match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great match the first time, so we'll uh, we'll see. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, next, we had the matchup between the Pinnacle, uh, FTR, and Sean Spears versus Dark Orders, Uno, Grayson, and Silver. Um, and before the match, uh, we saw a shot from backstage earlier and where Anna Jay uh, basically told the Dark Order to get their crap together. Yay! Um, go on the drug! Trying to, you know, get them to, you know, tighten up the ship. You know, they got to stick together. The Pinnacle ended up defeating the Dark Order in this match, though, when Silver was isolated, it was triple teamed, and hit with a C4 by Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, the Dark Order kind of started fighting themselves um sort of breaking down with the dark order mm-hmm. so what what's what's going on there yeah i mean this is just chaos it breaks my heart like i watched it's a little the, sad i watched the dark match with mm-hmm. um even oh, you know yep. and five and the crowd was shouting do not fight do not fight type thing um mm-hmm. And that was just like, like really heartbreaking. Even Taz was like, like they're already fighting. Why don't you say stop fighting? Stop fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, stop, stop. No, Um, no. But like on this one, when when it finished, Evil Uno was the one that started it. He pushed, yeah, um, Silver, Uh, Silver, and then (laughs) was like instigating it, and then. Sort of looked like he regretted it and then went back and started carrying on. And then obviously Anna Jay turned up with Ty Conti. And mm-hmm. I still love the fact that Ty Conti isn't a member of the Dark Order, but because she's Anna Jay's like, best friend, she just gets involved yeah. with it. Uh, yeah, like, she's like the cousin of the Dark yeah. Order. Yeah. But Anna Jay was fuming. Um, yeah. And you could see Stu, Stu Grayson just hanging over. I was going, Anna! <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> and she was mad man 
Like, yeah. I'm wondering, like, what BT is going to be like next week. Like, Anna Jay's mad with them. So, I mean, it, it, it honestly feels like we're leading to a full out Dark mm. Order Civil War. Yeah. It, um, and I don't like it. But, so, I mean, we, but what I think is really interesting, and this is only like just like clicked with me, like, after I've started thinking about after watching it today. Um, aren't they going to like Brody's? hometown oh i didn't think about that wow yeah that that could it could all culminate there and that's where we have Um, a moment you got my you got my gears turning now that's a that's an interesting point i hadn't thought about going there aren't they so it feels like they're setting up now like when are they meant to be there let's have a look the week after september yeah, okay, that's what it is. The week after oh, yeah. Arthur Ashe, that's what I was about to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, if if they have that there, so this, the Rochester show is going to be a week after the Arthur Ashe, the Grand Slam show. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, a couple weeks down the road. Could that night be the return of Adam Page? Probably. You've got a full-out Dark Order Civil War. Page was, you know, he was a centerpiece of mm. of that group. You know, and he's gone. He's been gone. He left them, and that's when everything kind of started breaking down. So I know was... he's been gone. I want to bet. Still, really? I mean, I'm in the middle of getting punished. Do we still have to keep talking about it? Yeah. Okay. You want to make a bet that he comes back? Nope. That show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but it's a possibility, though. That That's yeah. a good point that, of that show, because that could be, that could mm-hmm. be, uh, could be something to keep an eye. It only just clicked uh, with me that, like today, and I was like, "I'm sure they've yeah. got a Rochester show." Yeah, they do. Keep an eye on that one, folks. Then we had we saw some aftermath from the all-out women's casino battle royale, showing us the potential for so many stories to splinter from this match. We heard from so many competitors in that battle royale uh, that it just it to me gives me hope that they're going to spend. A lot more stories off of that. Which yeah, is what we were talking about. Very, very uh, I just, good. yep. What I don't, my caution with it though, I don't just want to see matches between two people because somebody eliminated somebody. In yeah, that. I like. I want to see more. I mean, it's cool to have the match, but I want to see a feud instead of just mm-hmm. okay. Look, we're gonna take everybody that was eliminated in this, and we're gonna have matchups because of mm-hmm. who, who eliminated who. I want there to be a little something else too. That's, yeah, that's my I, only same, same. reservation. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because you, you definitely can build on it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that Jade was like, um, I've learned like something like alliances don't mean anything or something like that. So yeah. I mean, there's definitely gonna be something between her and Nyla. Absolutely. Um, next we heard from Tully Blanchard, who was in the back with Tony Schiavone and Tully has a beef with sting in AEW and there's, there's history between them, but but now there's apparently an issue here. Uh, Tully thinks sting is clinging on to Darby's spotlight. Uh, but he wants Sean Spears to stomp out that spotlight next week on dynamite. And that someday he and sting will face each other one more time. Seriously? I know. I thought that. <laughs> um, 
this uh, i mean this this for one this promo caught me off guard i wasn't yeah. ready for that i was i was trying to process it as he was talking uh i was like wait wait what now uh, hang on so i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not sure how the, it kind of came out of nowhere a little bit uh doesn't mean it can't be good uh, hey darby versus sean spears yeah um definitely down for that but i'm still i'm still a little bit confused with what uh triggered him i guess to uh to want to Go after Sting, unless I miss something. Did I miss something? I've I've no idea. Okay, generally no so idea. Maybe, I can't lie though. When they when Tully first started talking about is a possible feud, I guess you'd say, or one more match with Sting, the name that popped in my head was Ric Flair, um, mm. because Ric Flair has a history with Sting. He has a history with Tully. It's just weird that this nostalgic feud popped up seemingly out of nowhere. Could this be a way for AEW to bring in Ric Flair? Is this what this angle is all about? I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, Flair has history with both guys. So who knows? Um, Not saying I want to see it or I do or whatever, but I just, that thought popped in my head that this could be, um, possible angle to bring him in for maybe a short time. Yeah, but we'll Possi- see. Possibly, we'll see. I I just think it was just like so random that it was like, yeah, and I'm going to wrestle Sting, and I was like, what now? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't what? remember this starting. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just woke up one day and went, I'm going to wrestle Sting or something like in, in the next few months, <laughs> and then just decided to do it <laughs> in a steel cage. God don't. Did I take it too far? Too far. Okay. I'll back it up. All right. And then we saw Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison in the trainer's room as Griff was getting looked at by the doctors after his punch in the face with the ring uh, from MJF. But Pillman says he now has a match with MJF. September 22nd at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the Grand Slam event. Uh, But in the middle of talking, in walks the acclaimed. And Max Kasser says he got himself a match as well. Uh, this match is with Brian Pillman Jr. this Friday on Rampage. So Brian Pillman Jr. all of a sudden is very, very busy. Very yeah, busy. he's all of a sudden become a very um, hot topic to have a match with. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of Pillman. Yeah. Then the super elite was with Tony Schiavone in the ring. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kenny was happy that he retained the AEW title at All Out. The Bucks were not so happy that they lost their belts, but they were all happy that they got their friend back. And out came Adam Cole, baby. What was Cole's first piece of business? It was to put Tony Schiavone in his place, threatening <laughs> Tony. If he ever gets involved with Britt Baker again. Yikes. Awkward. Wow. Yeah. Then Cole went on to to put over AEW as a company, specifically the elite, who he says are responsible for the AEW success. And now that he, a once in a generation talent, is here, the elite is complete. Then Kenny says he hated being interrupted like he was at All Out. And right on, right on time, right on cue, he got interrupted again by Brian Danielson. 
Brian got to the ring, and Kenny asked everyone else to to step out, which was cool because it it gave us that that visual of Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson in an AEW ring face to face, one on one. Cool moment. Uh, Brian snatched the mic from Kenny and asked if if we wanted to see Kenny and Brian fight. Well, yeah. Uh, Kenny <laughs> said that's not how it works, though. <clears throat> then he charged Brian. Brian caught him with a submission. Uh, the elite, all of a sudden, you know, the elite all got back in the ring, attacked Brian Danielson. That brought out Jurassic Express and Christian from the back to help Brian fight off everybody and clear the ring. And in the end, it's 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 Brian Christian. Uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and uh, Marco Stunt standing tall in the end as the elite mm-hmm. uh, make their way to the back. Well, again, I've got the Uncle Bebe thing stuck in my head today, along with the Ruby Soho theme music. So Bye-bye. my mum was literally yep. like, what are you saying? I was just like, I don't even know at this point. Um, yeah, who knows? The thing with Tony Schiavone... Um, yeah. Huh, I sort of liked it but i sort of didn't um i don't know how to put it in words it's just i was just like um, okay so we're acknowledging that because i i it's because it's not been mentioned at all yeah. um um so i was a bit like okay and then i was just i generally felt really sorry for tony shivani i generally just yeah, wanted to like get yeah. in there and like go Back up, Adam. <laughs> That's it. Wait a second. <laughs> um, I felt really sad for him. I felt like yeah. getting through the TV and giving him a big hug. <laughs> um, especially when Adam Cole started shouting nerd in his face. I was like, hey. Repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly. Hey. You're yeah, a wrestler, ring, dude, nerd. that plays video games on Twitch. Nerd. I don't think you can call, your, call somebody else that. Um, <laughs> he did. He did. Um, <laughs> I tell you, what I think that does the the thing with Tony Schiavone, it does two things. One, obviously, it gives Adam Cole heel heat, which he needs. Yeah, everybody's cheering him regardless. But two, it does something for Britt Baker down the road. And uh, mm-hmm. if because if she now uh, has nothing to do with Tony because of this, uh, it adds more heat to her because she doesn't want to be around Tony anymore. Uh, but it sets it up down the road for her to be an absolute baby face. If is at some point Tony's in trouble, some you know something down the road it sets this up for her to be away from Tony, and she's the one that comes out to save Tony. That's it's you know yeah. it's kind of setting something up way down the road. There's a couple of layers to this. I think the one is for for Hill Heat now, but it's 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 setting up this thing way down the road to where. Um, Britt Baker will come out to save the day finally after being away from Tony for so long and give us a moment that everybody's going to cheer for. So, anyways, yeah, back to what also, you're saying. And also, like, um, when it was like, uh, when he said the elite is complete, my brain went, yeah, but there's only one tag team in there with tag belts, so... Uh, uh, uh-huh. mm. uh, um, uh. And I do love the fact, someone pointed this out on Twitter, to one of the What Culture guys post, and I'm really sorry, I cannot remember who it was. I just tried looking before, and I cannot find it. Um, but they mm-hmm. said, when you watch that bit where Adam Cole is talking, and he says, best tag team in the world, the Young Bucks, um, Gals and Anderson <laughs> look at each other like, what? <laughs> like, 
They lost the belts. We have them. (laughs) Because he didn't mention Gallows and Anderson throughout the whole thing. I thought about that. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm wondering if that's. So we may get a bit of a. Probably down the line, a bit of a fractious Mm -hmm. elite where Gallows Mm -hmm. and Anderson go back to impact full time. Um, Along with Don Callis when Kenny finally loses that title. Um, (laughs) And then where we got on to where Brian Anderson appeared, I I genuinely love this bit from him because he he was just so, like, aggressive. Like, really Mm -hmm. aggressive. And if you've watched the, um, like, the press junket after... Um, the all out thing. Yeah. Ryan Dennison is like generally putting himself over to a point where it's like, is he trying to be a heel? Because he was just <laughs> like, am I the best ever? Yeah. Am I the best ever? I'm the best ever. Type thing. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Um, yeah. And we got a bit more of that here. So I was a bit like, yeah. okay, okay, that's interesting. Yep. Um, obviously, then it's, none it's... of us caught up with him. Mm-hmm. Um and then um Jurassic Express and Frankie Kazarian turned up. So with them and Daniel Dials Danielson against the elite, is that our blood and guts match? Could be. You know, do you do you book that for um for Arthur Ash? I think it's too soon. Arthur I Ash. I mean I don't know. I mean, it's, it's two weeks. You gotta, you gotta have another. Uh, you know, I think another big, big match for that. It's. I mean, it's. You could do that, and then you still have all the singles matchups to splinter off of that. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a ton of singles matchups. It's going to come out of this whole thing. Um, I don't know. It's a possibility. Uh, or you, you, you could do. You know, you could save that for Rochester. Also, we talked about mm-hmm. that before about how there was. Uh, supposed to be a blood and guts match at Rochester, Rochester originally. Um, mm-hmm. you, you could you could still give them one now, and it makes sense. It's not just yep. they were throwing this thing together. So that could be a possibility. So. Yep. Um, interesting. Um, do you think at some point that there is a clash over leadership of the elite between Kenny and Adam Cole at some point? Like the the two egos, especially if Kenny loses that title. Well, not if when Kenny loses that title, mm. do you think there's then some type of uh, fracture there? Because Adam Cole is a uh, an alpha male type yeah. character. Um, yeah. So is Kenny Omega. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. There's potential for there to be some infighting at some point. Uh, it could it could be interesting, just something to think about down the road too. Yeah, I mean, I literally yep. wouldn't take anything off the table with this, like with no, the elite. But we're just getting because, started, though, because they literally come up. I mean, like the one of the best storylines in wrestling has been going on for nearly two years right now, and we're not uh, even at the end point. So, yeah, and that's something that's going to be really fun is when they ramp up this, mm-hmm. get back, get this Adam Page Kenny Omega story going. Yeah. Uh, with Paige's history with the elite, now Adam Cole's in there. There's this <laughs> is going to be, uh, this is going to be interesting, very, very interesting going forward with them. Uh, 
All right. And speaking of very interesting, the main event tonight was Minoru Suzuki from New Japan versus John Moxley. Um, the crowd loves Suzuki. Uh, not as much as they love the hometown boy, John Moxley, <laughs> though. He got a, a hero's welcome. Yeah. And this was this was a fight. Uh, oh, yeah. This wasn't like, you uh, know. Yes. I mean, there was there was wrestling. Uh, but it was really just a fight between these two. Yeah. Like when you really break it down, a fight that ended with Suzuki bloody, he was bleeding from his eye mm. and he took a paradigm shift from John Moxley for the three count in the end. Um, sending this Cincinnati crowd home happy as John Moxley celebrated throughout the crowd over the, I felt like the last five minutes of the show, yeah. <laughs> it was just John Moxley in the crowd having fun with the fans and that's what we saw as the show went off the air. So, uh, dumb question. Uh, were you happy with this ending? Um, yeah. <laughs> John Moxley got yep. a win. <laughs> At the end yep. of a show, I was watching on my birthday. And then I wore my John Moxley <laughs> t-shirt out for lunch. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> I figured you'd like <laughs> Would you want me to have done if I said no? Absolutely not. Eh, I was pulling for Suzuki, really. <laughs> um... I I generally think now Mox has had his hometown match and he's celebrated in the crowd, I think John Moxley's little heel turn is about to properly mm-hmm. properly start now. Because he couldn't have turned heel and then Not before there. the hometown. No. So I think I think it is time for one of my favourite humans. In the wrestling world mm-hmm. to um become heel and I'll still be there. <laughs> going, it's, it's time for, <laughs> time for another paradigm shift, huh? Yeah. Um uh, I did see someone today on Twitter, and again, I'm really I should note these things down. I can't remember who said it. Um but somebody said um when Eddie gets the title, the TNT title, if if that is what he is doing, which we assume he possibly mm-hmm. will be, that yep. he or Mox takes it from him. <laughs> and I will cry. Ooh. Sadness and happy tears at the same time, which will be huh. interesting. But yeah, that was um, that was on Twitter today. And like I said, I cannot remember who said it, so I am very, very sorry. But I will you not just take put it, it out there own. in the universe. You I just will, put it out there. I know, I know. But technically, they put it out You the get on to me first. for that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but they put it out in the universe first. So, I'm just... So, blame it on them. Yeah, sorry. Uh, do you find it interesting that they keep... Uh, a couple of times recently, I've heard them mention that how John Moxley lost the world title. Mm. Um, I know you mention it a lot. You do, to yeah. me, all the Probably time. On a daily basis. About how <laughs> Kenny Omega used, yes, used the microphone to win. Still won, still regardless of how he did it. But... Yeah. But they've mentioned it on TV a few times recently. Mm. I, just, I find that strange. Uh, yeah. Since he's not in the title picture, but it makes me wonder. Yeah, but it makes me wonder. I mean, they're mentioning it. They're somewhat pushing that. You think we get Moxley going for the AEW title again? I mean, surely we're going Adam Page next. But it, yeah. it's weird that they keep mentioning that. I can't. I can't ignore it. I. We obviously, <clears throat> we obviously know that Hangman Adam Page is going 
to get the title. Because if they don't do that, I think AEW will have a massive riot on the hands. Like, I would be very Twitter. disappointed. Disappointed? I think a lot of people go, well, that's it then. <laughs> I yeah, no. they, They've been going for two years with this. How have they not done it? Um, you gotta gotta so, pull the trigger on it. Yeah, so but I don't know if he's gonna have to build his momentum back up. So obviously Kenny needs something to do in the meantime. My only thing yeah. is I for a very, very selfish reason, I don't want to see Mox go near the title again until I know he's gonna win it. Yeah. For a few reasons. One, I don't think I could watch that and know that he's not going to win it, even if it's a Kenny Omega microphone incident again. I, I don't... Yeah. I, I was heartbroken the first time. I don't need it a second time. Two, I will not hear the end of it from you. No, you won't. Three, Trust me. <laughs> three, I think... Especially after this week of... Uh, I know. Of... <laughs> Three of, of pro- I, profile changes. Go ahead. Three, I don't want to have to look at my John Moxley figure that I have beside my bed with his title and then go, oh, he's just tried for it again and he's he's not got it again. And that just makes me a bit sad. So Hey, well if you if you don't want to look at it anymore, I could help you out with that. I am not giving you my Moxley figure. It is mine. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Fantastic episode of Dynamite uh, to yes. follow up all out, um, top to bottom. Thought that it was a great show. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and obviously a happy ending for you. Um, very, very but much. here's here's what's coming up on the next couple of shows. Uh, Rampage is lining up like this. We have Andrade versus Pac. Mm. Look out for that. Yeah. Um, Darby Allen and Sting will respond to Tully. I will be very interested to hear what, yeah. what they have to say. I have a lot of a lot of questions, Tully. I have a lot. Of I have questions. a lot of questions. Um, Britt Baker, Reba, and Jamie Hader will take on Ruby Soho, Riho, and Chris Statlander. Yep. And Brian Pillman Jr. will face Max Caster. So Rampage looks awesome. So looking forward to that this Friday. Event. Yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. Um, and then coming up on Dynamite, this is what is announced so far next week, is going to be uh, Darby Allen versus Sean Spears. Jade versus Layla Hirsch. Yes. Um, and Adam Cole, baby, making his in-ring debut for AEW versus Frankie Kazarian, the Elite Hunter. That, that match should be great. Should Adam be Cole's got to win that, great. surely. Oh, yeah, but Kaz is so, yeah. so good. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put together an awesome match together. Yeah, um, I think yeah. it's gonna be great. Um, we also have two matches so far announced for the Grand Slam event, uh, Dynamite. The special episode of Dynamite this is going to take place at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. So far, we have Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. And we have Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black, part two. Um, on this for just a second. Uh, Cody or Black, who do you think wins that one? My I know heart you, you, you sounded very worried when you were talking about this yeah. earlier. My, my heart wants Malachi Black, but I just think Cody's return 
big stadium, basking they in all go. his glory. They got to go Malachi Black here, right? They got to <sighs> swerve us because they did that with with Brody Lee when he, he came back and got his win and won the TNT title back. Yeah, they gotta they gotta realize people are probably expecting the same thing, and they they gotta swerve us here and really put Malachi Black over as dangerous. <sighs> I would love that to happen. My only concern is it's Cody. It's a return. It's a massive stadium. Mm-hmm. He needs to get his boot back. I feel it. Um, yeah, I don't know. All I'm right. I'm slightly worried, but it'll be fun. <laughs> Here's a fun possible. Prediction for the Pillman Jr. MJF match. I know words weird. We don't normally get into these predictions, but I still got that prediction bug after our <laughs> all-out preview show. What if what on this grand stage? What if this is the moment where Wardlow has enough and mm. he causes MJF to lose in New York to Brian Pillman Jr. I mean, that would be beautiful. Because, uh, you know, MJF doesn't really have anything like solid set up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, going for So you this could be a time now to pull the trigger mm-hmm. and there be a long feud leading up to uh, something big between him and Wardlow. I don't know. Um, I was just looking at that. I'm like, you know what? They could surprise us and let have them yeah. win this match. Yeah. But it would be because of Wardlow. I don't know. Possibility. Yeah, that's a good shout. I just <clears throat> you've got me really thinking Pro- about the Malachi and Cody thing right now. <laughs> okay. You can't get off of that one. I can't get All off right. that now. I'm just literally stuck well, going, what what they going to do? <laughs> well while while she's still thinking about that, I'll move on. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. best. <laughs> don't, don't forget to uh don't forget to check out all of our content, our dynamite reviews, rampage reviews, uh, Q and A's, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay per views. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. Uh, so thank you all for listening so much. Um, y'all be good out there, be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Until like, you know, the cows come home. When I Are the cows gone? Do you have cows? No. You were waiting for them to come home. I'm so, you're getting (laughs) Compared to this feud, this is now getting annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. 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 Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, as I was saying, um, like, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) My brain has aged today. This isn't fair. Um, uh, we're milking this cow thing for all it's worth. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Seriously. Oh, all right. Let's really let's get to the meat of the story. Oh, man. <laughs> There's a lot at stake here. Oh my god! Please stop! <laughs> I am literally trying to find out what I was saying. Uh, uh,
what? I know I can't so, think about it. What? So because of this, you have a beef with me? Oh. Listen, <laughs> if I could get to your house right now, I'd punch you in the face and then come back to my house and carry on recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. All my cow jokes are cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? Cow jokes are cheesy? Because. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm 34, <clears throat> not four. <laughs> okay. Mm. What All right. Keep going. What's. I would like praise AEW so much for like, you know, because they are amazing and all that type of stuff. You're still laughing. No, I'm not. not, I wasn't laughing until you said that. I am trying to get past a point here. Okay, I'm I'm not laughing now. I'm serious. I'm not even smiling. Good. Don't forget, I've got your profile to choose tomorrow, so you might want to be careful from now on. No, let's move along. <laughs> that was the last one. That was it. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Serious now. Serious. So, mm-hmm. like I was saying, mm-hmm. I would praise AEW all the time. But mm-hmm. if I don't agree with something or I don't like something, I will say it. And I don't like mm-hmm. this feud. I don't see the point. I think it's. And it feels like it's been going on for about five years now. And it's not. And I would like it to end or get to a point of where it makes sense, please, TK. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much. So what you're saying is you think this feud is utterly unbearable. 